as she said, regardless, I'm marrying up. It doesn't mean that, you know, it's, doesn't have to be because of his status, but it's because of his spirit. It's because of his character. It's because of the inside. So, I mean, do we all feel like that? I mean, what if, what if technically by societal standards, it's considered marrying down, but you see so much on the inside, but hold on, because now we're talking about potential. Y'all, I used to have a problem with potential. I see Dr. Dr. Perry smiling over there. Let me just tell you right now. Okay. I used to, uh, <clears throat> Dr. Finch, I used to try to be Jesus' little sister, okay? I'm trying to save everybody and pull all the potential out. But here's the thing. I think it was um, the late, great Dr. Maya Angelou, and I can't do her voice, but she said, if someone shows you who they are, believe them. You're listening to The Leader's Lab with Dr. Charity TV. Hey, everybody. Today's sponsorship is brought to you by my travel brand, Doctora the Explorer. There's a plethora of travel influencers all across social media, but I'm not seeing many millennial global leaders having the same kind of reach and impact. So last year, I launched my travel brand and would like to extend an invitation for you to join me in my explorative adventures. You can find more details about this on my blog at www.doctoratheexplorer.com and also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Doctora Explorer, that is at D-O-C-T-O-R-A-E-X-P-L-O-R-E-R. Journey with me as we see the world through God's eyes. Welcome to The Leader's Lab, the podcast created to help millennial multi-passionate entrepreneurs build, organize, launch, and manage their online brands and businesses without losing balance. And now, here's your host, the digital organization development consultant, cross-cultural communications specialist, and your favorite global leader, Dr. Charity C. Campbell. Hey, 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 Entre Leaders. Happy Wednesday and welcome to the 54th episode of the Leaders Lab podcast. This is the second episode of season two. And this year we're doing more with collaboration. And I can't think of another way than to start our collaborating with some amazing guests that we have today. They're all gorgeous, beautiful, accomplished, successful, and single women. Now, you know, this is, February is always uh, the month of love, okay? The month of love, that's what people say it is because we have Valentine's Day. And I know for many people, they can be depressed uh, because they're not in a relationship or they may feel like their, you know, their value is diminished because they're not being wooed <laughs> up or up or they're not married or anything like that. But today we're going to talk about something that hopefully will lift your spirits. Last year, um, I did a segment on this called Should Successful Single Women Marry Down? And instead of just giving you my point of view again, I brought some additional successful single women here. So without further ado, please let me introduce you to our panel for today. First, we have our very own uh, licensed clinical therapist, Alicia Williams. And uh, Alicia, tell the people a little bit about yourself. 
Hey, everybody. So thank you so much for having me, Dr. C3 is what I like to call you. Um, so my name is Alicia Williams. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, which just basically means I'm a therapist. Um, I have been in the field for six plus years now, and I am also a fashion stylist. So for me, Theranista Wellness, which is my private practice, um, my entire goal is to help you look as good as you feel and feel as good as you look. Um, I absolutely love working with the inner and the outer. So so I'm all about, you know, being a mental health advocate and a razzle dazzle spreader. So I'm, I'm all about living in the extraness of life, um, internally and externally. So that is me. And thank you so much for joining us again. So for those of you who, um, if you've ever seen like a lot of my photos on, um, on social media, um, especially photo shoots that I've done back in the States. She is my actual stylist and she is right. She is absolutely right. She's all about the extraness of the inside and the outside, which is why we work so well together because I can be extra sometimes and I love it. So, so thank you once again for being on the show. Our next panelist that I want to introduce you to is Dr. Jennifer Perry. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Dr. Perry. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me on the show. My name is Jennifer Perry. Um, I am a also a um, licensed clinical mental health counselor associate, um, also national certified counselor, and I'm a licensed professional school counselor in North Carolina. But my primary job is a counselor educator. I have a PhD in counselor education and supervision. So I'm an assistant professor teaching and molding um, the young minds of our future school counselors and our future clinical mental health counselors. I enjoy fostering their minds and I live vicariously through my students now that I'm not working directly with youth. Um, I love working with youth populations, um, especially adolescents. And I've maintained that passion since my undergrad years. I've been in counseling for 10 years now. Um, and yeah, that is me. <laughs> Excellent. And actually, the, the way that uh, Dr. Jen and I have connected is we went to the same uh, undergrad together. We mm -hmm. went to the University of North Carolina at Greensboro, Spartan Spirit. Uh, yeah. But we went, we attended that. Now we have some Aggies up here. So let's just let's keep the peace. Uh, <laughs> let's keep the peace. Uh, <laughs> our fellow Aggies, we have two Aggies, which actually brings me to our third panelist guest on today. Dr. Sabrine Matawali. Hello. Great evening. Great evening. Um, thank you so much for having me on this evening, Dr. C. I am Sabrine Matawali, a transformational leader who advocates for the spiritual and educational success of all individuals. I currently serve as an assistant principal at one of our local high schools in the great city of Greensboro, North Carolina. And I am a proud adjunct professor at the illustrious North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University. Can I get an Aggie pride? And so it's so great to be here on this evening with my fellow sisters to talk about a topic that is so near and dear to my heart. Listen, now I just said, let's let's keep the peace. Now, <laughs> when she I said, can I get an Aggie pride? I just said, can I get a, listen, when she said. It just came, it just comes out. It just so, comes out know, naturally. naturally. I, I, I knew. 
I knew it was coming. Okay? And then to know that she's adjunct, she's alum, I'm alum. I mean, it's all here. It's just here. <laughs> this is how we put a stop to that. You just switched the screen. Okay. <laughs> I, I was going to keep it very contained. I promise I was, but when she said it, it just. <laughs> It's in you. It's in you. It just comes out. Uh huh. Well, you know, I this is actually my first opportunity, um, our first opportunity of working together, um, Dr. Sabrina and I. And I follow her on uh, social media because she is Dr. Sam I am. And I was like, I just love that name. Like that is just when you're talking about Brandon, like that is just that's just so powerful. So I'm very happy to have you here uh, with me. And lastly, since we, since you know, I just threw in the whole branding part about Dr. Sam, I am this this last panelist for today is no stranger to the Leaders Lab podcast. We uh, this is one of our uh, expert leaders in branding, um, in leadership, in collaborations and networks online. I mean, this woman has paved the way for so many entrepreneurs online, and so. Ah, uh, you know who she is, Dr. Ikena Finch. We are so happy to have you back in the lab with us, love. Well, it's definitely a pleasure. And, you know, I wish I had the Aggie pride and, and Spartan <laughs> and all the things. You know, I am from Tennessee State University, so I still have the HBCU situation Yay. happening. But uh, I am Dr. Ikena Finch. I am all about education, motivation, and social media. Uh, my company is Fenton Associates, and that handles my tech side and my coaching side. And then Changing Minds Online handles my motivation and spiritual side. So I have a little bit for everybody, and I look forward to this wonderful conversation. Excellent. Thank you so much. So without further ado, ladies, we're just going to go right on, right on ahead and jump straight in. Um, so we're talking about should successful single women marry down? Should successful single women marry down? Now, before we get into uh, the discussion and the topics and things, let's first just identify what marrying down actually means. So um, when we say marrying down, it is a person whose education level and income doesn't match with that of their spouses or it surpasses that of their spouses. So a few years ago, an American study was conducted from data collected comparing the percentage of women who marry down and those who marry up. Now, the study showed that in the 90s, about 26% of women married down, while 37% married up. However, when compared to 2010, the numbers showed a remarkable difference. 35% of women started marrying down while only 27% married up. Now for men, y'all know, for the brothers, this is not even an issue for you all because in the 1990s, 38% married down, only 25% married up, shout out to you all. Um, but then in the 2000s, 35% married up while 28% married down. And then in another study in 2019, researchers analyzed data matching single women's assumed desired qualities in a spouse against actual available men. So think about that. It's, it's their, what, what they assumed women want versus what's actually available in a man, okay? The study concluded that 
older women have an especially hard time finding an acceptable mate, especially African-American women and highly educated women. Pause. Now, I don't know what age bracket they were talking about when they said older. Okay, let's just put that out there, okay? Because I'm in my 30s and... uh well, we know black don't crack. So we feel as <laughs> we feel as young as <laughs> I don't know what old they meant, but I am African-American and I am highly educated, just like every single one of our panelists today. So apparently we fall into this category, but even worse, when considering the geographical aspect, the pool of available men in this type of woman's region were greatly decreased. Now, everyone up here, except for me, is in America right now. I'm in China. My poll is greatly decreased. Okay. Just let's just put that out there. The poll ain't even a pool. It's just a little sink with a little puddle of water, but it's okay. One article concluded that if you're a woman holding out for a husband who matches your education level and earns a lot more than you do, you could wind up staying single forever. Now, <laughs> First, I just let me let me ask the panel here. Uh, what do you think about about these statistics and, and, and the research that was done? And at any point in time, you know, any one of you can jump in. But what do you think about what was just shared? I see so many different looks right now. <laughs> I, see so, <laughs> I see so many different looks. And y'all know one thing about a woman is, especially one when, when they're expressive, it's hard for us to hide expressions from our face. And I'm looking at the panelists, panelists right now. Now, if you are um, if you are fortunate enough to be watching this on YouTube, then you see all of these gorgeous faces and you see the expressions. But if you're listening right now to the audio version, make sure you go over to YouTube so you can see these expressions <laughs> I'm talking about. Especially, especially uh, our uh, Theranista, because the whole time, <laughs> the whole time I'm reading this, she's just like, hmm. So I'm going to start with you. I'm actually going to start with you and, and the rest of everyone could just jump straight in. So what do you think about this? I had to pull up the email so that I can really focus in on the stats. Okay. 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 Because when I hear statistics in regarding black women, regarding women in general and all the things that concern us, I think my first, you know, question is always, who who are you asking these questions? You know, right. like who who are you targeting? Where are the you know what is determined? You know, highly educated and highly successful. What is like like what are these real definitions that got you these alleged answers? Okay, say for instance, if I like completely focus on stats alone, right? Yeah. then I'm never going to find anybody because I'm going to be stressed out. Right. <laughs> like so focused on, well, you know, and then saying things such as, I mean, well, the odds are against me. I'll never oh, find me. a man. I mean, he just, I mean, what's the point of leaving my house? Because <laughs> he's not going to break in. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just, you know, it just, it just baffles me sometimes, honestly. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so, so how about, um, now, like I said, I saw several facial expressions over here. So, uh, 
Dr. Sabrina, I'm, I'm just going to come over to you. I, I start with an Aggie, move to an Aggie. How about that? So, Dr. Sabrina, what? Because uh, I saw your composure as well. You did a good job holding that in, by the way. Yeah, I just consider and I think about times of changing, culture is changing, roles are even changing in our current society. And I have to agree with my sister, you know, who are the people that you're talking to? How wide is this pool? Because research can be objective, you know, um, and just looking at the statistics, I if they ask me, I'm like, if you had asked me, you know, and just like when you're watching Family Feud, who's those 100 people that you ask? Because that's not the answer I would have chosen as my number one answer. But at the same token, you you kind of look at that current state of our society and how roles are changing. People are getting married older. You know, it's not women are going after and really seeking after the goals that they desire professionally. And so they're not really as focused on marriage as you would back in my mom or grandmother generation. You know, by the time my mom was 23, she already had me. I am 30 something. I ain't going to tell you my whole business, but I don't have any children. I consider the 1800 kids that I have to supervise on the daily. Those are my children. At that time where the, the point I am in my life, is, is it something that I desire? Yes. But is it something that's my primary focus? No, because I know that there's other things that I am seeking after because I'm trying to fulfill my life's purpose and do my life's work. So hearing the statistic can be daunting. I mean, you let us just be real about it. When you first went to college, they said, I remember when I attended because I, I went to Hampton for undergrad and I got my master's at A&T and they say, you know, it's 16 to one. Who wants to hear that? Like I right. have to fight 15 other women just to find my one. I don't have time for that. Like, so if your mind becomes so consumed by the numbers, because let's just be real, it is a numbers game. It is a numbers game in dating, in anything. Um, but if you become so consumed by it, you're going to, to 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 feel like it's never ending, like you 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 just can't win. So I, yeah. I choose not to. I personally choose, and then intentionally choose not to. Just think about that and to 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 consume. When it's time, it's going to be time. I'm I'm a firm believer in timing is everything. And so when it's time, it's going to be time. But right now, baby, I'm living. I'm just living. Uh, listen. Okay, I'm sorry. I felt that one when she said, "I'm living." Listen. Because, I mean, what else am I going to do? I'm not just going to sit around and wait and get dusty and, and let my value diminish. I'm trying to make sure that I have something to bring to the table, too. Matter of fact, I might be bringing the whole table. <laughs> I might be bringing the table. So uh, so we have a place to eat at. Hearing these statistics, okay, I'm, I'm going to actually ask another question. And I'm going to I'm going to throw this question to um, to Dr. Finch. Dr. Finch, is marriage as culturally important as it once was like hearing the statistics knowing the day and age that we live in do you think that marriage is as culturally important as it once was it is to some people it's not to me oh i did wait a minute now now i wasn't expecting that one <laughs> okay i was not expecting all right, let's. All right, and, and, and I mean, and okay, so let's break it down. If I was to do the same thing I'm doing now, two companies working at a uh, you know, 
doing major moves at a university, publishing in different publications, all these things, traveling all these places. I am a party of one. You know, yeah. I see after yeah. my mother, but you know, otherwise I'm a party of one. She she's self-sufficient. Hey, you all right? You know, you got food, you got the things. All right, I'm Jet. But let's say let's throw a man in the mix. How does this work with your schedule? And how does this work? Oh, you need to do this. I need to support you right now. Oh, okay, so I'll put what I'm doing on the back burner. You know, uh, 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 no, no. Would I do that if I had that significant other? Of course. But I'm kind of like Dr. Sabrine here. Because at the end of the day, I'm not going to stop living because I have a purpose on this world. I'm not going to feel bad because I haven't found the one. I found a whole bunch of people that have been looking for sugar mamas. I found a whole bunch of people that didn't know what they wanted in life. I done had learned, met a lot of people who didn't have it together. They wanted to try to pull up on my coattail. Not culture. Uh, it's not fitting into my culture. It's not fitting into my thing right now. So, okay. uh, you know, if I wanted a child, I would have had one. I'm not trying to raise no grown folk. With that being said, right now, no, that's not culturally working for me. It's not okay. culturally important right now because at the end of the day, it should be a unit. Y'all should be, y'all, you should be a whole, they should be a whole, and y'all should come together and make, a, a, you know, make greatness. If mm. it's not that, okay. And you okay. gotta be okay with that. You can't make yourself feel bad because you haven't found that person that you make greatness with. That's fine. You shouldn't stop. You shouldn't feel bad. You shouldn't sit up there and woe is me and all the things. No, you gotta keep moving because you still have a purpose whether there's a man there or not. So no, it's not culturally as important as it used to be. I don't need a man to make me. Okay. Okay. I have a quick, um, I don't know if it would be a comment or a question, but do we think that that speaks to the fact that, that we can't have both? Ah. Hmm. Now, when you say can't have both, what do you mean specifically? Let when me, she, when you when can't have both. To, when she spoke to um, potentially having to compromise like who she is, the purpose, the scheduling, the I'm a party of one, you know, when you, when, you, when there's another yes. person, you, you then become a party of two. And right. there is some consideration of schedules right. that, you know, has to be made, but it doesn't mean that it's such a chore. It could just be simple conversation, Okay, babe. Well, listen. Okay, this month it don't it doesn't seem like we are going to be able to support each other in our things. So this month we're gonna do our stuff solo. We'll see what March brings. We'll see if you know if I can pull up on you. If you can pull up on me, maybe, maybe not. But it's cool, babe. I see you when you get home. Like, and we'll move forward. Wow. Recap all the things, and it is what it is. And I. You know, so it's like, do we think that we can't have both? You know, that's I a good question. I would I would love to answer that. You spoke of exactly what I was saying. The person that you find, that person that helps you make that greatness. That person that understands you. But there are some people that are insecure with their stuff because you're bigger, you're doing more, and then they try to control you and things like that. I That has been some of my experiences. You know, so no, I agree. We should have it all. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to settle 
for just to have somebody beside me, you know, take it up space. No, I want my greatness package. So until my greatness package come, I'll be a party of one. And I'm cool now, with that. But I want what you're talking about, Alicia. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not settling for no okie doke. So that, here's my question. What here's my question then, because I I did hear you say settle, and I think that that's what we think in terms of marrying down. I think we think in terms of settling, right? A, a, well, a lot of people they think, okay, if I marry down, that means that I'm settling because mm-hmm. I'm not actually finding you know, my equal of the person who, and of course we can go into there. I'm sure that there are some biblical arguments right now, some biblical scholars who would argue and say, well, you're not supposed to be equal anyway. The man's supposed to be the head. And that is true. Ooh, that is true. That, that, that's what it says. You're right. If it. we marry but now, <laughs> if we marry down, does that mean that the, that the man is not able to be the head? I don't think so. I tend I to think that, that marrying down has nothing to do with uh, with your headship, because you might not make the same that I make, you know, in terms of, of finances, or you might not even be on this, or you might make more than me, but not have the same education level. But I don't think that that would stop you from being the head. The head comes from your spiritual authority. In my case, you know, when, when yeah. I think about it, the head comes from spiritual authority. So for those biblical scholars who want to be like, well, this shouldn't even be a conversation. Sit down, honey. I just clarified that for you. Okay. We're not talking about we're not talking about the man not being the head. We are simply talking about the value of the man that we marry. Mm-hmm. Should it be something that is like, absolutely, no, it has to be equal. Or maybe he doesn't have a doctor in front of his name. Or he maybe he, maybe he can't even spell certificate. I don't know. Listen, okay. <laughs> whichever, whichever one. That's what we're talking about. So, you know, Dr. Perry, I haven't... Uh, I haven't bothered you a little bit. Let me, let me hear your 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 take on this. Not being able to spell certificate. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's marrying down. That's marrying down. Oh, <laughs> um, I agree with what everyone has said. Um, I believe that there are different viewpoints, different situational factors that come into play. Um, I believe that there is still a um cultural thinking ideology that um, we do need to be married, um, especially if you go through the culture of my family um, and ask my mother, (laughs) for instance, um, ask my grandmother. I drew the conclusion myself, especially once I started upon my doctoral journey and I was just um, striking out with men who were visibly agitated or um, turned off by me pursuing a doctorate um, and what that would mean. Um, Even even when I was pursuing my master's degree, I had um, an issue where I actually put my graduation on hold um, so that I could appease the man that I was with at the time. So I've dealt with that, dealt with having that stressor come to play where, okay, do I double down on my goals, lower my goals rather, um, to appease the man that I'm with and make this a successful relationship. But then again, how successful will this relationship be if I'm lowering my standards or lowering myself in order to fit into this relationship? So when I started pursuing my doctorate, I, I already said it in my head before, I graduated. Okay, I'm I'm just gonna be single for the rest of my life. Like, 
I'm good. <laughs> um, I just need a baby. I still want a baby. I don't I don't need a man. I, I don't need to get married. I'm really I'm content right now. If this is how it's gonna be, if this is the pool that I have, we were talking about the pool. If this is what it's gonna be, then I'm I'm totally good by myself. And I'm gonna continue to pursue my goals. Now, if God sees fit to bring someone into my life, I trust that that person will be able to help me shine even more, help me pursue my goals even more. They will be there to encourage me to do so. They're not going to try to hold me back or tell me that I'm doing too much or that I can't do X, Y, Z. So being an assistant professor, like just with this podcast, I came straight from class to jump onto this. So say I was coming home to someone, would they be okay with me still essentially working right now? Or would I need to be like, no, you're home. You need to get off of that. You need to spend some time with me. So I agree with both. It's situational. And if it doesn't fit, what, uh, (laughs) what, what, I don't, I don't know if this was a sitcom or if it was a movie. I feel like it was a sitcom, but if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. (laughs) I can't remember what it was, but y'all it's, it's like, I think it was a sitcom or something like that. We were trying to make a play on it, but no, I thank you so much for bringing that up. How do you all deal with Valentine's Day? Like you might be scrolling on social media, which is the biggest comparison tool in the entire universe. Um, when we get on social media, we start looking, you know, we say, oh, look at them. Oh, he bought her this or and honestly, you don't know, he could be beating the curlers out of her head, you know, behind closed doors. Like we really don't know the whole situation, the whole story. But we see, you know, the glitz and the glam and all the beauty. And we as successful women see that, but also those who are in the process of developing to become, you know, this, this successful woman, they may not be as strong as the five of us are right now. So when we see these things, we know, okay, God, you doing your thing. I'm going to keep living. I'm going to keep working while I wait. You know, you are doing your thing behind the scenes. I'm going to keep doing mine. But what about, what about the women, the young women who they see these, maybe they, you know, their little hearts were broken or something and they see this and they're like, I just wish I had someone to spend Valentine's Day with or whatever. Like, what do you all do um, in terms of that? Well, for me, it's just another day. I I know what it's like. I do social media all day long. So I I know the front is real. So I'm not Mm -hmm. affected by those pictures, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but it is, I respect the day. Uh, I respect what it means to other people. It doesn't have that significance for me at this present moment in time. But, you know, one day if the Lord brings somebody, it will. I don't don't feel bad about myself for not having somebody. You know, I just, uh, you know, I I give some extra love to my businesses. You know, I, you know, and, and, you know, and and the causes that, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, work on one of my nonprofits, send them some extra love, donation or whatever. And I will move forward. So, yeah, I mean. It's good. Dr. Perry, I thought I saw you wanted to say something, but then when she said it's just another day, I saw the look on your face. I said, well, that must be yours too. So It is. Typically, I'm either in class, I've been in class as a student, or now I'm going to be in class teaching on Valentine's Day. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a significant day for me, not so that I can um, love on my significant other or um, showcase them love or showcase love for them or them do it, reciprocate it back to me. It's more significant for me 
because of um, the love that my father always showed me on Valentine's Day. Um, I can remember from elementary school, he was seeing um, balloons and candy to the school and we like they would let us go into the library and see if someone dropped off gifts for us. And he passed away when I was in high school. And ever since he passed away, my brother picked up where he left off. So every oh, Valentine's no. Day, my brother does the same thing, right? So it's significant for me in that regard. Like, um, I count on my brother to show me that love, right? And if the man that's in my life chooses to do the same thing, awesome. I'm appreciative, but I don't expect it from anyone else. I never have expected it mm -hmm. from anyone else. And I've grown to, if I ever did, I would get disappointed. So mm, I love it. I just, shout, I, out I to, shout out to Philip Perry. We appreciate <laughs> you on today. Shout yes, out to I Philip appreciate Perry. him. Yeah. So I love on him. I love on my mom. Um, show love to my family. Um, yeah. It's not in, I curl up on the couch and watch me a good movie. Okay. <laughs> No, now Dr. Sabrine, you you look like you're ready to jump in. I see that double Dutch turning, girl. I see it. She is ready to jump in. <laughs> so you know, being really honest, um, open, and transparent, you know, it, it took a while to get to that point where it was oh, I was okay with Valentine's Day being by myself. You know, in your twenties, it's like I need to be booed up. In your thirties, it's like, honey, I need to live it up. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so for me, Valentine's Day, I, and, and I, like, as like Dr. Finn said, I honor the day. I respect the day, but I, I live my life where every day I want to show love. Every day yeah. is a day of love. You know, every day is a day to honor somebody, whether they are someone close to me or somebody far from me. My favorite word is love. My favorite symbol is a heart. And so I want to live love each and every single day, every aspect of love from agape love to, you know, filet love to every type of love there is. I want to live that every single day. And so honoring that day for me comes through honoring my mom, who was a single parent and, you know, mm. sending her gifts to her job, even to this day and spoiling her and loving on her. Um, and, you know, that, that that's just my sister and I tradition to send her something to her job. So somebody can say, oh, who sent you that? And she can all, you know, have all this glushing, you know, my daughter is this and all of that. And okay. Having opportunities, I love my my students. I make them candy bags. Now with eighteen hundred, I'm not doing all of that. I'm just going to show them love, you know, each and every single day. But just loving on them, Galentines, you know, the girls and I go yes. out and, I, and you know we we celebrate, we honor each other. There's a Galentines celebration we have on that Sunday, and I think one of the things that people forget about on that day is that self love. And yes. we've got to take some time to love on ourselves. So go get a massage, go get your hair done, get yourself a pedicure. And this go for the men too. Go get your yes. hair cut, go get a massage, enjoy yourself, love on yourself, take some time to honor yourself, you know, take uh -huh. some time to give back to yourself because we pour out so much and sometimes we 
go about it on such an empty reservoir like there's nothing in there so it's an opportunity for you to pour back into yourself to love on yourself and then as you continue to love on yourself and teach yourself how to love you know you'll be able to reciprocate that to somebody else and so i think it's just a day that however you honor the day do it but every day should be a day of love every day should be a day that you live a life literally loving somebody whether it's you know from somebody at your job or somebody at your nurse hospital i don't care where it is but every day should be a day of love walk in love live love the two things and i'm I'm gonna actually um bring in uh uh alicia our theranista there's two things there's one you you talked about loving on um your students and uh, one thing that i i learned when you um like you said you know in your 20s you tend to think of it as just a romantic love you know but when i started teaching um and not just i'm not talking about just you know like the younger kids or or the university kids when i started teaching back in the states and i was teaching adults on valentine's day and i'm teaching adults from you know 20 different countries this is an esl program i'm teaching for 20 different countries and um, y'all, these uh, these foreigners, they love to party, okay? I mean, everything, they party just because, they party because it's noon, they party because it's 7 p.m., they party because it's Wednesday at three, like they just love to party. And so on, on Valentine's Day, I remember walking early into my classroom and one of my students, he was from, uh, I know he was Hispanic, I wanna say Colombia, but I think it was from Mexico. And he was setting up the coffee station. I'm like, first of all, who let you in this classroom? And secondly, what are you doing? He's like, it's Valentine's Day. I want to give you some coffee. And I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> you know what? And then somehow, some way, they start bringing in Danishes. Now, I wasn't carb free or anything like that back then. Y'all, I ate all them donuts. Let me tell you something. They were bringing everything in the room. And we still had our regular class, but it was just, a, it was full of love on that day. And so I think, um, I think learning to love all people every day. So it's about loving all people every day, just like Dr. Sabrine said. And so, but but then she brought in that one point, the most important point is about loving yourself, self-love. And this is where I wanna bring in the Theranista. One thing about loving yourself is many times we do forget to love ourselves. We forget to show ourselves that type of love and that attention that we want from someone else. And my take is this, if I can't show myself the type of love that I desire, how am I supposed to acknowledge or, or realize what it looks like when I see it from someone else? Like if, if I know the type of love that I want to be shown when I see someone else giving me their definition of love, and if it doesn't match up with mine, then I'm like, that ain't it, boo. Let, let, me, let me show you. Let me show you or, or or at least direct you in the way that I should be loved. This is how I was loved as a child with, you know, from my father, from my parents, especially if, if you're a daddy's girl. Right. This is how, you know, this is how my friends love me. And this is how I would expect for my husband to love me, you know. So but if I don't know what love means to me, if I don't know how to treat myself first, how can I identify that? Um, effectively when someone else shows it to me. So what are some ways that we can show ourselves um, love, Theranista? What are some ways in, in, you know, from your perspective, what are some of the most effective ways of showing yourself love? One, do the work. 
that has been my thing this year in 2022 is do the work. Because now I'm at a place in life where I've done the work and I can genuinely, wholeheartedly, confidently say, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm good. Mm -hmm. If life happens again, because it will, I won't Mm -hmm. be dealing with everything prior to that moment plus the new stuff. I'll just be dealing with the new stuff because Mm. I've already dealt with all of the old things. Yeah. So I'm good. So I've Mm. been telling everybody and encouraging everybody to do the work. If you need to on Valentine's day, when you go get that massage, when you go get that hair done, those nails done, that haircut, um, get a pedicure because our, our men love pedicures and manicures now. That 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 clear nail polish has them in the chokehold. So <laughs> they, they love it these days. And I'm all for it. I'm all for the black boy joy. I am all for the men having their self their self-care days. I mean, I'm I'm here for it. I clown my my male friends, but I, I love it though. At the same time, I'm like clowning them and encouraging them like, no, no, keep going, keep going. Go to the movie by yourself. Go do your thing. You know, but it's like also go to th- go schedule a session that day. Schedule yeah. a session. You have to be good to yourself. Even when Dr. Perry mentioned earlier that her dad set this tradition so much to the point that her brother was able to pick that up. Because he could have not picked that up. he could That could have not been instilled in him the importance of that. Set your expectations high. I think sometimes we jack ourselves up for when it comes down to Valentine's Day. And we don't set any expectations on people. And I just really encourage people to set expectations on the people that are in your lives. Because wow. if you don't, why are they there? You know, it's... I, I was telling um one of one of my best friends recently had a surgery and we didn't realize the surgery was going to be um ex- extensive as it was. So one one of our friends, she's freaking out because she didn't take off work because she didn't realize it. And then I'm freaking out because the one day I scheduled my day to go there and sit with her, I couldn't, I couldn't come to the weekend. And when we all was talking about the week, she was like, well, I mean, I wasn't really expecting you all to come or do it. And I'm like, why? Like, you just had the surgery. Why why would we not come? And so it's it's that same instant when Dr. Perry's husband comes and he's been dating her for X amount of times. And she tells that Valentine's Day story. Her husband, the God, the, the man that God has ordained to be her husband is going to pick that right up and say, brother, right. matter. You you don't got yeah. to no more. Let let me carry that torch for you now because yeah. that that's mine. She belonged to me. I'm gonna stick beside right. her. You know, right. I she, he he's gonna pick that up, and she should expect him to. There's nothing wrong with expecting people to show up. Unfortunately, um, but fortunately, um, for me, Valentine's Day has turned into a tragedy. However, yeah. I've shifted it. Right. I, and it's, it's funny that we're, we're discussing this because within the last week I've had with my friends where we were talking about Valentine's Day and I was saying that I, I was telling somebody assumed that I wasn't big on Valentine's Day. And I said, no, I'm, I'm not. That, no, no, that's not my that's not my story. I've actually never really had a major Valentine's Day. I've never not even 
Um, in high school, going into college, I was a basketball girlfriend. So I had basketball games on Valentine's Day. My birthday is the 16th. I'm more focused on my birthday than right. Valentine's Day because I was a basketball girl. I was the girlfriend of a basketball player. So mm-hmm. I'm being there doing that. But then I'm like, okay, t- two days later, you don't have no game. It's my birthday. Come on now. Okay. You know, so that <laughs> and I say that Valentine's Day is unfortunately a tragedy for me because my uncle was killed on Valentine's Day and yeah. my uncle raised me. And my family, we come together on Valentine's Day and we make that day as peaceful as we possibly can in all of our different areas in life. And we're doing group FaceTimes first thing in the morning. And I remember the first year of his um, death anniversary, my friends were a trip. They were like, listen, one of my best friend had to go out of town. She called everybody that was in town. Do not take your eyes off Alicia. Make sure that she is okay. It was like y'all would have thought that I was on um suicide watch, honestly. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was like I was like, y'all, I'm 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 fine. I went to yeah. I went to go get a massage. I went to the spa actually. I'm fine. Like it was it wasn't as bad. I'm good. Like, can y'all take your eyes off me for a second? I was able to create an expectation I didn't know I needed. Mm. Wow. Where my friends are now wow. alert to me during this month because with grief you know you just never know how it's going to spin however i'm okay with if i call them or i need them and i'm like hey i need a i need a moment i'm having a moment that they're able to meet that expectation because they set the standard they set the standard they set that space so i think ultimately just being able to do the work on every level when it comes down to showing yourself that self-love. Because at the end of the day, nobody is going to come to you if you don't do the work. Because we attract who we are. Uh-huh. And if you think about each person that we've been with, you know, and and you know, when you start doing the self-work, it's ugly and it's it's real, it's real loud. It's it's like okay, who were you when you were dating that person? Who were you when you were dating that Listen, person? I don't even want to ask myself any of those questions. If I start looking, I don't think anybody on this panel right now want to ask ourselves who were we when we were dating this person. Child, I'm thinking right now, and I'm like, <laughs> that was so dumb. What was I think? Who was I? I don't like that question at all. Exactly. <laughs> and when you start to really think about that, it's like, let me shift. Let, yes. like, let me shift quickly so that when what when Adam wakes up, it's oh, she's doing it. Okay, that's what she's doing. When, when he wakes up, it's it's we're good doing. to go. Yeah, <laughs> nice little plug, you know. She, she, y'all, she she put a little plug in for my book that I wrote. <laughs> uh, letting Adam sleep. Listen here. <laughs> okay, you did this. This book right here actually was some of the things that I talked about last year when I asked uh, when I asked the question, should successful women marry down? Um, because I remember it's just like what, what Dr. Perry said and, and also what Dr. Finch said and actually what just about everybody said, getting to a point to where you're like, if it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, I'm good. It's not just because I'm good. It's because I'm whole. And I understand that when I come 
to a relationship. And, and, you know, for us at this point in our lives, we're not, when we date, we're not dating to date. We're dating for marriage. Like if you are in my life, honey, don't be coming over here wasting my time. Okay. If you're not, if you're not marriage minded, if you think I'm just somebody that you can have a little fun with, you better go get some M&Ms, the fun size and eat those and be okay. Because this is not what that, this is not what that's about right now. If I am whole, I expect you to be whole too. And if you are the person I'm supposed to be with and you're not whole, you're not whole, then I need to let you do the work of wholeness and let the, like, it's like what Theranista said, doing the work, working on yourself. That's the hard part. Do it while you're single, because when it is time for you, when it is time for you to be with the person who God created you to be with, if there is someone, if you choose to be with someone, because we do have a choice. Y'all know that, right? We have a choice. But if you choose to be with someone, then you want to make sure that you are fulfilling your purpose in the earth and they're fulfilling theirs. So I I love, love, love with... Uh, <laughs> Y'all, I always call her Dr. Licious, okay? It's coming. I, I know you I know you see you up here with a panel full of doctors. So I'm just going to go ahead. I've been wanting to call you Dr. Licious this waiting. whole I've been waiting. <laughs> you know I was going to let it slip out. So her, so <laughs> I call her uh, Dr. Licious, okay? Dr. Licious, listen, when she said uh, about the part about, you know, coming together and Maybe, maybe this time I might not be able to, to support you this month or this week or for this event. And maybe you might not be able to support me this time, but that's, but we still, it's all love. We still love each other. We communicate. If this is communicated, cause that's the biggest thing right there. If you communicate with me and you let me know that you're not able to be around or to be a part of something like that. And I know you have your own thing going and I have mine. Communication will keep me from, from the wonders. You know, I wonder what's going on here. I wonder what's doing that. Listen, at my stage in life, I don't have time to be worrying about what you got going on and what you're doing because I have students, I have clients, I have colleagues, I have all of these people. We have, you know, followers and fans and, and, and family and community on social media who rely on us to have a peaceful mind. And if I'm too busy worrying about what you're doing because you haven't communicated with me, now we have a problem. Now I'm like, that's a part of doing the work though. It's like, we, we think about as single women, sometimes we get so caught up in the, the scariness of being in a relationship. And when I say the scariness, like all of the drama that we are used to dealing with, all of the issues mm -hmm. that we see, all of the issues that we have experienced that mm -hmm. we just automatically assume that um, we're going to have certain issues in our relationships. Like we assume, wow. that, you know, um, there are going to be communication issues. We assume that there are going to be, you know, love language issues. We assume all of these things. When you do the work, you have no choice but to attract somebody who has done the same work. So old issues won't be new issues. And I have really allowed that to settle on me because if not, we will be crazy. You know, again, getting so focused on the numbers and the statistics and what everybody else is saying and the social media when I, I can't, I, it, I, I just, I can't. I can only focus on the fact that I have done the work. So therefore, I have no choice 
to attract somebody that has done the same work that one let's let's go here right that god has no choice but to honor what i have done now i'm putting a demand on what it is that you have said of of who i am you preaching so you get the full screen i've done the work i've done the work you got me down you got me ugly you got me upset like i've done the work at this point you have no choice but to meet me with a man that surpasses all of my expectations wow Um, i thought about earlier that saying that clip it from um a different world where Dwayne asked whitley what kind of husband do you want and she was like what do you think and he was like rich and she said i would like a man who is educated enterprising and ambitious he said so you wouldn't mind if he was poor she said that type of man is never poor marrying down has this negative connotation that marrying down means you know he doesn't have any money or what what they used to call him like the blue collar man or you know the man that works at the mechanic that's a mechanic or whatever When, when we look at girlfriends the show when maya was dating darnell and everybody looked at her like you know your man ghetto you know y'all from the gutter you know whatever the case is but that man loved her yeah that man loved her and wanted nothing but for her to win and be successful which is why when they both got it together because she messed up but when they both got it together he had to spin the block and he came and got his wife but she had to also see the value in him because you discredited that man that people made it seem like you was marrying down, but you had yeah. a man that was ambitious, enterprising. Like you had a man that was your husband. So it's like, I'm not going to worry about certain things because I've done the work. Yeah. So that man is going to be, I'm going to be marrying up no matter what that look like. Right. I love it. So even if so, she said, she said, regardless, I'm marrying up. It doesn't mean that, you know, it's doesn't have to be because of his status, but it's because of his spirit. It's because of his character. It's because of the inside. So, I mean, do we all feel like that? I mean, what if, what if technically by societal standards, it's considered marrying down, but you see so much on the inside, but hold on, because now we're talking about potential. Y'all, I used to have a problem with potential. I see Dr. Dr. Perry smiling over there. Let me just tell you right now, okay? I used to, uh, <clears throat> Dr. Finch, I used to try to be Jesus' little sister, okay? I'm trying to save everybody and pull all the potential out. But here's the thing, I think it was um, the late, great Dr. Maya Angelou, and I can't do her voice, but she said, if someone shows you who they are, believe them. And listen, Dr. Sabrine, I'm sitting here like, oh, but that's just who you are right now. Because I see, I see all of the greatness that's on the inside of you. And we're going to be able to pull that out uh, years later, months later. It's still the same thing. And not only, look, not only has the potential not come out, but it's been like taking steps back because there's resistance. Like, oh, you don't like me for who I am today. So you're trying to make me do this. So I'm just going, I'm just not going to do anything at all. Why am I wasting valuable uh, uh, time, you know, valuable energy on this type of person? Okay, so let's let's just talk about that. So I, I brought up the thing about potential, but then I also said, what if um, it's considered marrying down from societal standards? But to you, based on his character, based on his knowledge, his wisdom, 
you know, it's marrying up. I might want to start with, well, Dr. Finch is unmuted. So let me start with her and then we'll, we'll pass the mic. You know, I was listening to Dr. Delicious. And uh, <laughs> from now on, she is Dr. Delicious. You hear me, everyone? When you see her on social media, we love the Theranista. But baby, I, you I you were being dunked right here in, the, in yes, this about all yes. these beautiful doctors, honey. You are Dr. Delicious, okay? All right, go ahead, Dr. Finch. So, you know. You know, in that lovely sermon, you know, I was feeling all of it. I was feeling all of it, you know. Uh, here's the thing. Exactly what you were saying about the enterprising and all of that. When I graduated from getting my doctorate, I met somebody who had a high school diploma. Uh, everybody considered him down because, you know, I mean, he was in the Army, but everything else, you know, his education didn't match mine. By then, I had about three or four degrees and whatever, whatnot. But the thing was, you would think that he would be, you know, beneath or whatever. But literally, when I came home, he was like peppering me with questions about my day and how what I did and what what I was learning. And he and if I told him I was doing something. He would go and do some research on whatever it was I was doing and help me, you know, give me some tips about how I could take that to work tomorrow and make my situation better, you know. And it was like that was his way of supporting what I did. And he wanted to understand what I did. He had never heard of half of the stuff that I was telling him about. But instead of asking me, he went and did his research so he could have that conversation with me because he knew that that was important for me to have stimulating conversation. The point is, it doesn't matter what their educational background is, what their status is, when they love you, they love you. And they're going to step to the plate, whether or not. And we, as you know, the you know the upper women or whatever, we have to get past the fact that society says they're beneath us. If they are willing to stretch themselves, educate themselves, move in the next level, you know, explore their potential, then we need to be there and support them as well. Because see, that's why a lot of women, the successful women are alone right now because they were listening to their sister, brother, cousin, friends, telling them about how raggedy or, ooh, that look, that's a hot mess. You need to go find you a rich man. But guess what? Those rich men can ignore you, treat you bad, Put you uh -huh. in a corner somewhere, use you as a you know a statuesque side piece or whatever while they off doing their thing, and usually they what with a hood rat. Okay, you are a status thing, you Jesus. know. And I mean, you you know what I'm saying. I'm not being you know, but the point yeah. is, while you all trying to have them for status, they use you for status too, and they off with somebody else who they really feeling. Why are they really feeling them? You know, is it that's because a good question. Oh, <laughs> they're real. They're real. You know, okay. faith, uh, recognize faith. Yeah. And that's why I love most of the men that I've dated that really I really had real good relationships with were not necessarily as educated with, as I was, but they were willing to meet me. They were willing to learn about, uh, willing to learn what I knew about. I was willing to learn about what they about that's a uh -huh. real relationship we have sometimes we have to look past society and go with our heart and see the person see the person's heart our heart see their heart and then we come together okay dr so, perry how do you feel about that? 
because I see Dr. Perry like in the A-man corner over there. Uh, <laughs> and I see Dr. Sabrine too. I'm coming to both of y'all. But Dr. Perry, how you how, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, I don't think that it would be marrying down if I marry someone who doesn't have the amount of degrees that I have or doesn't even have a bachelor's degree. If they have the heart, they have the um, ambition, they have the insight they pour into me, um, they strengthen me, and I'm able to do the same for them. And as long as we see each other as being equal, I wouldn't dare think that, oh, I'm marrying down when I'm with you. I'm not wow. looking at your status that way because you're my man. You're my equal. We're in this together. As long as I feel like we are legit in this together, you got my back. I got your back. Then I'm good. I don't need you to have the amount of degrees that I have. I don't need you to make what I make. You can make way more than me. Mm -hmm. You can make way lower than me. Mm -hmm. You know, as long as that we're in this together and I can feel us in this together, I don't feel like I'm doing the majority. I'm pulling this relationship. Right. And I don't feel like I'm having to um, demean or lower myself to fit into this relationship, make mm -hmm. myself smaller in order for you to feel like you have a place in this relationship we're in this together legitimately, then I'm not marrying down. I love it. That's marrying up to me. I love it. I love it. Dr. Sabrine? Pucha. Okay. <laughs> so I'm about to go Bible because first and foremost, I'm not marrying society. I'm marrying my man. Society has nothing to do with this. There's three of us in this relationship, me, him, and God. Everybody else can mind their business. Okay. <laughs> I'm just okay. saying. And so I think about when, even as my sisters were talking, I thought about Jacob and I thought about, you know, Rachel and Leah, their father had status, you know, um, therefore they had status. And Jacob worked seven years. And of course he got tricked, ended up with Leah. You know, she was cockeyed, but sis still did her thing. Lion of Judah, you know, tribe Adam came through her, but he was willing to work another seven years for Rachel because of his undevotional love for her. And then wow. I had to go back and I even thought about Deborah. Deborah was a judge, you know, prophetess, like she was in there, but she had a husband named Barak and Barak even sought his wife and asked before he went and did, you know, he, he, he went to the judge and he asked her, you know, what do you think about this? And his name was only mentioned once in the Bible. And of course she had, you know, she had a whole in, in the book of Kings, um, first Kings, I believe it was, she had, you know, she sis had it going on, sis was rocking. Right. And right. so, but these women, though they had status, they had husbands who did, were not intimidated by them, who were not worried about the amount of degrees or amount of money they made or anything like that. You know, they were, they were in love with them and they shared this love. I think a lot of times when we think about marrying down again, like some of my sisters have said, 
is because we think about people think about monetary status people think about the number of degrees that you have and all this other stuff and that's not even we not even that's not even the level or caliber of individuals and women that are on this call right now because we're 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 more about the heart god is coming back for the heart and i'm not worried about what yes. you have in your bank account i'm worried about the status of your heart is your heart for god and is your heart for me if you know how to love god you will know how to love me and even Come when on. About earlier about submission submission is on, only thing submission is is submitting to a mission and together in our relationship we're going to create that mission we're going to be together in a partnership and so because of people think about um marrying down is because there's some part of you that is missing like you know dr williams said and i'm calling her that because that's who she is you know like what she said like you 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 can't get so bottled up that you don't do the work you you Come gotta on. do the work like you can't expect to get an oak tree and you never plant the seed and in order for you to plant the seed you got to dig into that ground and that ground is messy that ground could be wet that ground could be dry you 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 and you got to get deep you can't get no surface level you got to go deep and the harvest is always greater than the seed so in order for you to reap the harvest you got to get that seed in order for that seed to even come forth that seed has to be um rooted that seed has to be planted it got to go deep so we can't get caught up in the shallow level stuff and not taking time to heal, not taking time to deal with the trauma of our past, deal with the trauma of our present so that we're able to reap that reward in the future. You got to do the work, sis. You got to do the work, bro, in order for you to reap that harvest that you so desire. Jacob worked them seven years. Then he worked another seven years just so he can have that harvest because he understood I got to do this work in order for me to reap what it is that I desire. And so this whole marrying down thing, we, we, it's, not even a, it's not even an issue. It's not even a thing, okay? Because once I'm healed, I'm delivered, set free, and I'm living the life that God has purposed for me. When he comes, when Adam shows up, baby, <laughs> y'all gonna know. Okay, it's gonna be like the greatest chemistry experiment ever. Ain't gonna take long because he's gonna be like, uh, oh, you a hundred percent? Oh, you a hundred percent? Let's do this. God is not about logic. Anything with God is not about logic, it's all about faith. It's not one plus one equals two. It's one times one equals one. Plain and simple. You're going to multiply each other. Th that's just what it is. You're going to multiply each other. And that's just that. That's just my two cents. I was telling my friends this weekend that I'm not doing the whole, you know, <clears throat> you know, you know, like when you're out and about. And you know, we we get cute, of course, for ourselves, but we always like, you know, let's I might, you know, I might meet them in the in the grocery store, whatever the case is. I was telling my friends this weekend, I said, when my husband sees me, it's not going to be a you know too much of a dance to get to yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm not gonna purposefully end up in your space. You're going to purposefully end up in my space. Okay. And I, I would have seen you from across the room, looked away, and then 
Oh, okay. Hey, sir. Like, you would have just been right there all of a sudden. That part, I don't know you got uh, that part right there. Because when you seen me, you seen a purpose, and you was like, I need to get to that that woman over there. I don't know who she is, but let me let me make my way over there. Like, excuse me, excuse me. Um, uh-huh. Y'all need to get out of my way. You know, uh-huh. it's, it's not going to be too much of a dance or uh-uh. I'm, I'm, I would have looked away for a second, looked back like, oh, where did you come from? Right. He's trying to get to you before somebody else does. That's exactly. what that is right there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, it's because get to you and keep no. you. <laughs> yes. That part. <laughs> that part, right? Because you're going to be unveiled. Say that again. Say that I will unveil you at the time. He'll know. He will see with clear eyes, like, wait a minute. I haven't seen this before. Like, hold on. There's, there's something in this. This is Esther right here. This is this is wrong, right. This is this is different. I ain't never seen this before. <laughs> like all the angels gonna come and he's just it's, he gonna see fire dust and everything. <laughs> so Dr. Perry said he's gonna he's what I I missed that part. Y'all caught it, but Dr. Perry, what'd you say? You say he's gonna he's gonna get, get to you, you and keep you. Huh? Okay. Okay. There's some that'll come to you and they want to get you. But they don't want to keep you. They want you for mm. the moment. Mm. Or they want you until they realize, oh, she's of a different caliber. Oh, well, that, I'm not that ready part. for that. Exactly. And then part. it becomes, oh, I'm just not ready for a relationship right now. Mm. Or let's just see how it goes. Mm. Yeah. You know, give me a little bit more time. So the man that is for you, he's going to want you. He's going to get to you. He's going to do everything in his power to keep you. Mm-hmm. And he's not even going to step to you until he knows that he's ready to do everything in his power to keep you. Fully packaged, meaning he already ready. It's not like some pieces are missing from about like, oh, well, you know, I, I still got this I'm working on. He's like, look, either you take what I have to offer or you you might not be it. Cause that's that's both that's both sides right there. Either you, t- this, I'm coming to you whole. This is it. I love what she said. She said it's not one plus one equals two. It's one times one is one. I, t- y'all, I'm not playing. That's in this book, and this is not for me to. Uh, <laughs> that's not for me to promote the book because I had no like. I, I know probably Dr. Finch is gonna be like, and why weren't you advertising your book? I'm sorry, Dr. Finch, in advance. I am gonna do better on that. But that was that was a revelation that God actually gave me years ago was about the fact that, you know, we, we I heard someone say to me uh, just a few days ago, they said, well, I can't wait for God to send you your better half. I said, well, you're going to keep waiting because that ain't what's coming to me. I said, I'm not coming half and I'm not receiving half. I'm coming whole. I am one with him. And so when he comes to me, he's going to be whole, too. Does that mean that we're perfect? No, wholeness doesn't mean perfection. Let's clarify that. Okay, wholeness does not mean perfection. It just means that I am mature. I take responsibility and ownership for my flaws and the things that that you know people feel like are are good qualities about me. And I continuously do the work. The once you do the work one time, it's not just it. Like you don't just stop because just like we go from faith to faith and glory to glory, honey, we go from work to work. I did the work for that level. Now here's a brand new, beautiful level, a brand new, beautiful chapter. Now I got to do work for this. It's just like when we're doing, you know, when we did our dissertations, you finish one chapter, you had to do the work for that chapter. You had to, you know, you had to do the research for that chapter and you'd be like, man, this is a lot. 
then you you finally get that chapter approved and they be like okay now you can move on to the next chapter and you find out you got more work to do in that chapter and you be like but i just did the work for that one because what worked in the last chapter is not going to work for the next chapter the work that you did when you were whole in that season you know to onto the whole transition of becoming the woman or the man that god created you to be it's a continuous work that's why we and you should take you should take comfort in knowing that you're not doing the work on your own now that's when we start getting jacked up is when we start thinking that we're doing the work on our own that's why we get stressed out that's why we get burnt out all of these things if i'm not mistaken and you know I, we got pastor sabrina up here because let me tell you something she is bringing the whole word up in this piece okay listen somewhere in the bible it said that he that began a good work so that means that i'm not doing the work by myself i i I'm just doing my part of the work. But if he started the work before I even knew that I needed to work on myself. See, now he started the work and I'm just coming in and I'm doing my part. We working together. We finish this. Boom. Okay. What's next? This is what we need to do. Boom. Because he's not just preparing us for who we will marry. And I love, 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 love what everyone has said about. It's not about marrying down. When I marry someone, I'm marrying him, not society so many people find themselves in the wrong marriages and in the wrong relationships because they listen to mama now or cousin them or aunt becky who ain't had but two marriages that would have worked out but she ended up on the fifth one like i still don't understand my math you know me and math we not mm -mm. but for me you're gonna try to tell me the type of man that i need to be with and we don't share the same experiences so how do you deal with uh, y'all this listen this this whole episode now ah this is gonna be an extended version because this whole episode is just too good and I'm, I'm loving hearing from these phenomenal women these phenomenal women and we have to have every last one of them come back now dr finch this is her second time but we got to have every last one of these women come back because they're just full of knowledge and wisdom um but i do want to respect their time because it's it's getting late there in the states but i do let's how do we deal with knowing or recognizing that this is not marrying down in a negative sense it might be marrying down in a sense to where yeah, it might not be the same education level, might not make the same money. You know, maybe he's in transition. Maybe he doesn't have a job right now. I feel like any respectable man, this is my take, and then you can share me. Any respectable man who sees you and they know you're about something and they know that they're they're missing in some area, they're not going to step to you. They're going to be like, you deserve better. I don't know if that better is me because my whole deal is, well, become better. <laughs> if I deserve better, become better. Because, I mean, we vibing, you just become better. He's like, no, you deserve something better. How do you deal with that feeling of I'm already at this level? You know, thankfully, God has brought me to this level. I do want to be with someone. What type of encouraging word like would you give someone who they they're just like us? You know, whether it's a man or a woman, um, but the topic is marrying down for women, right? What type of advice or encouragement would you give to another successful single woman who maybe she's not as strong as we are right now? And she really, really, really wants to, she's considering, you know, settling. Now, marrying down and settling is not the same, but what would you say to her? What would you say to her? Basically talking to my old self, my former self before I got to this point because okay. I was her um, and I have been in those relationships where the man has said or 
a relationship where the man has said, you deserve better. I want to do this, this, and this, and I'm not there yet. And I see where you are going, or I see where you are, and I can't match that right now. So you need, I need to let you go. And I've been on, I've been the one that's like, no, no, no. We are good. We're good. I love you. I want to stay in this relationship. I want to make this work. I can wait. I can help you get there. And they're steady saying, I'm not the one for you. They're basically telling me, I'm not the one for you. I'm not there. I can't give you what you need. And I'm steady saying, let's make this work. Yeah. Um, So I had to, it was a a wake-up call. Um, And really, I really had to rely on God to pull that blindfold off. Right. And really trust like, okay, God, like I'm 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 down here, I'm trying, I'm really trying, I'm getting up there in age. Like, you know the desires of my heart, you know I want a family, you know I want to be married. This seems like the one, but and I'm I'm holding on to him. But if he isn't the one, I need you to move him out of my life. I know he's telling me this but I don't have the strength to do it. I need you to move him out of my life. And once he was moved, I needed to be ready to move on and grow on my own path and get ready for the one that God really had for me. So my advice would be to trust in God and give it to him and not continue to try to make something work when someone has already told you, this is not going to work. Take off the blindfold. Awesome. That part. She said, don't be, listen, somebody done already told you. That's, I don't know if anyone else that's been them too, but that's, um, listen, Dr. Jen, when you said that, I was like, oh, that was me. Like, uh uh-uh, no, we can, no, you just don't see it. You don't see what I see. I, I see it. Oh this this is going to be great. Girl, you be done put the mirror up to their face. You're like, you see this? I see a king. You don't see a king? And he'd be like, I just see me. Open, see with your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> You're not seeing it. And the whole the whole time the Lord was like, You ain't seeing it. He you clearly just told it. you. He just told you. And you trying to make him see. And I'm, I'm telling you, I need you to listen to me right now. Right. I'm just but the thing is, we feel like that's rejection, right? Like so, so that rejection automatically is like, uh-uh, you're not. You trying to break up with me by saying exactly. I deserve better? Mm-hmm. Become better. Don't be trying to break my heart because you're not. Come on now, Dr. Finch. What would you say? You know, I resonated so much with Dr. Jen. I recently did a sermon and I was telling them about a clubhouse encounter I had. And she was talking about why people always leave her and why people or what, uh, why she can't be in a relationship, why people don't ever stay around. And the first thing that came out of my mouth was, have you realized that you're not built for everybody? Mm. That people are not around because God doesn't want them there. My God. That you know, because at the end of the day, most of the women that we're speaking to, I would say all of the women, are extraordinary people. And they can't be around ordinary things. Sometimes you just can't be around ordinary things. 
And that was the way the ordinary saying, I see the extraordinary in you and you deserve extraordinary things. And I'm not that person. Yeah. And I felt that rejection a lot of times. Oh, you're just too good. A person, I don't want to break your heart. I'd rather be your friend, all of this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, I saw all the negatives in that. But after that word, and I really meditated on it, I started seeing it in a positive. Embrace the fact that you're extraordinary. Embrace the fact that you're getting ready to bless this world with all types of power, all types of great things. Once you embrace everything that's inside of you, maybe you haven't had the time to cultivate that yet. And that person is not here yet. So you are in preparatory season and you can't have those distractions during your preparatory season. So sometimes we just have to believe in the plan that God has for us, whether he's revealed it to us or not, and yeah. understand that this is not a rejection. This was a blip in your time space continuum to let you know you still there. That was something that you learned that was a reason and a season, but it was not your lifetime. Wow. And your lifetime is coming. So that's what wow. I would say to my sister. Wow. I know all of us were just like, amen. Like we over here like, uh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> you might have said it to them, but you said it to us too. We appreciate that. Dr. Licious, Dr. Licious, what you got to say? Dr. Pidge, I was your amen corner over here. Yes, you were. To what the ladies have already said, and especially um, Dr. Finch, you know, saying that, the women that we are speaking to are extraordinary women and we absolutely can't be around ordinary things. And so my encouraging, my, my encouragement would be to ask God to hide you. Um, mm. I, I, I didn't realize. I remember saying to my mom once, um, you know how, um, People say, guys will say, oh I, oh, I know your messages. I know your phone's blowing up. I know that you have people, you know, just wanting to be all, all in your space. And my response was always like, no, like, I don't, my DM's not blowing up like that. You know, I don't, I don't get approached when I'm out, when I'm, you know, and this is my two, two side is like, <laughs> I don't, I don't get approached the way I know I look, the way I know, okay. I you know, it's okay. like, you know, and, and that will mess you up because you will begin to think, well, what, what is wrong? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I know mm -hmm. who I am. I know what I look like when I look in the mirror, what, like what's going on. And then I realized that I'm extraordinary and mm. my space and what I give off is not ordinary. So mm. any old body can't step to me. And the times that any old body stepped to me, it was always a lesson afterwards. It was always a reason, you know, whether that flipped my world upside down or didn't, it was, it was for a reason. And I didn't realize until I was already hidden that God had put me in a cocoon that he he probably told me like around September, October, that he had put me in a cocoon and soon I would be out of it. And I was appreciative because 
If he would have told me beforehand, I can't necessarily say I would have handled it appropriately. But of course, God works in perfect time. And so he told me at the perfect time, at the time where I was coming out of doing the work and walking in this space of being confident in the work that I have done. And yeah. I tell people to ask God to hide you because in that place of hiding, it's not stressful Living this life as a sing as a single woman that is well decorated, beautiful, confident, it's not as stressful. Being in the world is not as stressful when you are hidden because it doesn't even come across your mental radar. It's like cert certain things that you once worried about, you don't even have to worry about because you're in hiding. So in that hiding, you know, you have comfort, you have peace, like you're good with yourself. You can curl up, watch a movie and not be concerned about, well, what is everybody else doing? Or mm. you can be on Instagram and, you know, look at everybody else that is getting all of the things that, you know, that you do desire because we're human. So we do desire these things. However, seeing that isn't altering our mood and our moment. I can say, oh, double tap, keep watching my show or keep eating my meal. I can take myself out and not worry about the potential stares or all the couples and I'm the only single person in the restaurant. It doesn't right. concern me because I'm hidden and I'm good. But then God brings you out and he will bring you situations where you know that you are now being seen and it's coming quicker than you realize. Ask to be hidden and he will take you out in perfect timing. He will reveal you in perfect timing. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for that. <sighs> well, <clears throat> I, I saved Dr. Sabrine for last, just in case we was finna go back to church. Okay. Just in case we need to break out the Bibles. Okay. So <laughs> everyone, everyone right now, I'm telling everyone right now has just been given such, uh, such, such powerful words. And so Dr. Sabrine, what would your word of encouragement be? Amen. <laughs> to everything that they said, I am 500% in agreement with everything that each one of these ex extraordinary women have said. My bishop used to always say the different be difference between an extraordinary person and an ordinary person is the extra. Extraordinary yes. people have the extra. They do the extra. They go the extra mile. And so do the extra by doing the hard work. I'm just going to echo mm. the sentiments of Dr. Williams. I'm going to keep calling her that. I'm just going to mm. echo the sentiments of that because you have got to do the hard work. You, you've got yeah. to ensure that that lack of um, confidence, that desire to compromise or that desire to compare where, what is that stemming from? You know, right. where is it that I, I remember when I just being real again, just being transparent, when I had to do the hard work, understanding that rejection and the abandonment from my father was a, a reason why I could not recommit in relationships. And, it, 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 you know, yes, the guys was, you know, there, but it, I, it was just me. Commitment was like, uh, you know, whew, wait a minute mm -hmm. now. Um, mm -hmm. And so 
get into that hard work, having to deal with that rejection, have to deal with that abandonment, and you know, now having a thriving relationship with my dad, just understanding, getting to know who I am, not the titles, not the roles that I play, but getting to know Sabrine. When I look in the mirror, who God says I am, whose I am, and the reason why I exist, and remembering my why, remembering my why in mm. everything that I do. And remembering he has made me wonderful. He has made me, you know, to be courageous. And so, like I said, I just echo the sentiments of each and every one of the women of what they said. But just re just do the hard work. Um, the hard work is the hard work. Yeah. And it, it's, it's going to get messy. It's going to get downright ugly, just like Dr. Williams said. It, it's just going to get that way and but it's necessary you know it's from that that you have these beautiful things that grow even when you are talking about you think about a rose bush rose roses have thorns and different things like that but everybody goes past that because they see what the beauty of the rose they smell the rose the essence of the rose what the rose represents the cost of a rose you know compared to a carnation the the rose it it has to have those thorns it has to have those even even in the process of growing a rose it is it's, it's hard it's rough but when you get the final product it's like wow so i want sis be encouraged bro be encouraged whoever it is that we're talking to on today be encouraged just know that you're not forgotten just know that you're not forgotten and just be mindful of what you're intaking what you're listening to what you're you're watching because sometimes some of the things that we are consuming is taking us uh -huh. back and attack, keeping us down memory lane when you don't even reside there anymore. Change your residency, like change your residency from your past. You are not your past. Like you, you, you got to step away from that. It's time for you to move and move on, you know? Um, but that, again, that goes back to what Dr. Williams said. You got to do that hard work, which is that hard work. And so, yeah, change, switch it up. It's time to change your residency. You you don't live there anymore. You're not a product. And don't let people bring you back there. Don't let that them bring you back there. Don't let them keep bringing you back because there's yeah. leeches in life and they what? will try to keep pulling you back. And that includes family members, uh -huh. just being honest, because they remember you back then. They remember you when, and they want to keep you back then and they want to keep you when it's time to move forward. So change your residency, do the hard work because it's the hard work and everything else my other sisters them said, take that time. You go ahead and take some notes, write uh -huh. stuff down because they, they they were preaching tonight and I'm going to um, send around the offering plate and we're going to say okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Listen, ladies, I, I'm not even going to lie. I, I don't want this to end. Like, I feel like this, I feel like this is just too good. Like, it's just way too good. And I, uh, first of all, I'm just, I am thoroughly honored that each one of you agreed to be on this episode, this very special episode of the podcast. Um, but uh, see, now, I, now I feel like we got to do we have to do uh, something. I don't want to call it a masterclass, but we got we got to help our brothers and sisters, our single successful brothers and sisters, do the heart work. We gotta we gotta do something. I don't know what it's gonna be. I'm, I'm gonna I'll, I'll make sure I talk to Dr. Finch for that because Dr. Finch knows how to put on. She knows how to 
put on a summit, get that thing together. And because the thing is, in 2022, we don't have time to play. I don't know how or when or where the, the whole month of January went, but we have got to be very, very uh, focused with what we do and intentional about what we do. And so um, I, for those of you who are successful and you are single and you still trust and believe and you're waiting for God to send you uh, the right person for your destiny, whether it ends up being marrying up or marrying down or whatever you want to call it. We call it marrying for destiny, marrying it for purpose. Um, we just, we want to send love to you. I actually, I, I don't ever end my episodes live with prayer. I always do that off screen. I don't end with prayer, but I feel like um, there's someone watching today where your heart is just so heavy because you feel like all of the success that you have, you have achieved and everything that you have accumulated, um, that it means nothing because you're not with your purpose partner yet because you're not married yet. And because you see people with, you know, new babies and new relationships or they're getting houses and, th and you forget that where God has you in life is far greater than where you were. So you are, and, and it's, it's like we indirectly tell God that we're ungrateful for where we are in life right now, because we're so busy focusing on what we thought we were supposed to have at this point in life. And so um, I am going to, um, I'm, I'm going to end in prayer. But before we do that, I need you all to know how you can get in touch with these phenomenal, extraordinary ladies on social media. So um, I'm, I'm just going to pop them on. Dr. Dr. Perry, how can, uh, how can the people get in touch with you on social media? And you can also find uh, the links in the section below. So I am on Instagram at, um, or I keep changing it, <laughs> jrp.phd on Instagram. Okay. Um, I'm also on Twitter, Dr. Perry Cancels. Um, yeah. Okay. And again, like I said, you can find all of this information um, in the description box below and also in the show notes. And uh, Dr. Finch, how can our audience get in touch with you? You can find me on all social media handles. You know, if you can still see the shirt at D.R.A.D. Finch. I am D.R.A.D. Finch on all channels. See, yes. And you and you'll also find me in blue. As you see, air blue. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get me a shirt made. Okay. At, at Dr. Charity TV. Nothing yeah. going to pop with a red, it. black, oh, white, and yellow. Like you can find me. <laughs> And see me in the red, black, white, and gold. Okay, yes. let's just go ahead. We gonna. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Doctor Licious, <laughs> Doctor Licious, Doctor Doctor Williams. How can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Theranista, T-H-E-R-A-N-I-S-T-A. -A. Um, also on Twitter at Theranista, but I'm not really a tweeter. I get on there every so often. Um, and then also my website, www.theranistawellness.com. You can reach out to me if you are seeking therapy or a stylist or both. We do it all. All right. <laughs> I love it. Please make sure you get styled from the inside out, honey. You going up in there with Theranista, you're going to get styled from the inside out. You're going to make over internally and externally, okay? I love it. <laughs> I love it. And uh, Dr. Sabrine, 
Dr. Sabrina, how can the people get in touch with you? At Dr. Mudawali on all social media platforms. Excellent. All right. Well, ladies, thank you so much for gracing the lab with your presence on today. I appreciate it so much. Now, before we end, I did say that I wanted to say a special prayer, um, but I feel like there is unity in prayer. There's power in prayer. So the prayers that you are about to hear are not just going to come from me, but also from these uh, phenomenal women of God as well. So let us pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, first, we want to come to you and say thank you so much for this opportunity to sow seeds of hope, seeds of love, and seeds of wholeness into the people who are listening to this episode right now, whether they're listening on audio version or watching us on YouTube. Father, someone may be having a very heavy heart right now during this holiday season. It could be because they feel like they are alone, they're feeling lonely, or it could be because they suffered a tragedy at some point in their life around this holiday. Father, I pray that you would lift every burdened heart. Lift every burdened heart. Anyone that is having psychological issues or pressure or stress that would make them consider treating themselves poorly thinking negatively about themselves, speaking words of negativity in this season. We pray, Father, that you would give them the comfort that they need. Thank you, God, for sending wholeness in their life and the diligence and the desire to do the hard work so that they would be completely ready for the person that you have for them when their time has come. And we give your name, praise, glory, and honor for that. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we want to lift every listener up today, whether they are listening as we're going live or if they're listening to the replay. We want to give them the peace and the understanding during this holiday season. Let them know that they are enough. The way you made them, they are enough. And you are maybe bringing their Boaz at a later time or even if their Boaz never comes, let them know that they are enough all by themselves. They are a whole person and their whole is going to meet another whole and that whole is going to come together to be great. In your mighty name, amen. Father, I just want to say thank you again, Lord. Thank you for the healing that is taking place. Thank you for the strengthening that is taking place. Thank you for the transformations that are taking place within the listeners, within us, Lord. Lord God, I ask that you continue to strengthen and keep those who are listening. You know their needs. You know their wants. You know the path that you already have set them on. Lord God, I just ask that you continue to give direction, to give guidance, and strengthen them along the way. In Jesus' name. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we ask that as these, your leaders, these, your people are doing the hard work, God, that God, hide them in a special place, God, hide them in a special cocoon, God, where when you are done transforming them, transitioning them, healing them, giving them all of the, all, all of their needs, all of their wants, God, allowing them to deal with things past things present, and even the things that they're fearful of in the future, God. We ask that as you have them in the cocoon, God, we ask that you make them beautiful, God, because we know that what comes out of a cocoon is an absolute beautiful butterfly, God, and allow them to be able to spread their wings, God, spread their wings mighty in their purpose, God, and not just 
you know, allow them to become beautiful for their self or for their mate, but for their ultimate purpose, for the reason that you have placed them here on, on this earth and that you have them walking in your will, God. And we just ask that they enjoy that process, that they embrace that process, give them strength, God, to, to continue on, God, be be their alpha, be their omega God, and even be their God in the middle. God, be God at every part for them, God. Meet them at every desire, God. And we just thank you and we bless you for what that is going to look like for them, God. That ultimate victory as they say yes and they transition in every level of their life, God. Yes, Lord. And Lord, I just touch and agree with everything and every prayer that has already been set forth. Father, remind your, your sons and your daughters that they are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a people who are set apart for such a time as this. May they for, forever remember whose they are and who they are. May you teach them your ways, Father God. May you show them, Father God, and reveal to them, Father God, your purpose and your plan for their lives, God. May they always remember that the safest place to be is in the will of God. And as they're in your will, Father God, you hide them behind the veil, God. Even as my sister said, as you have placed them in a cocoon, Father God, I pray, Father God, that they will remember, God, that this transformation, Father God, as you are renewing their minds, Father God, as you are doing the hard work, God, as you are chiseling away, God, at the stone, Father God, that was so built up around around their hearts, God, that you're continuing, God, to be the potter, God, and we are the clay, God, that you are molding them, God, for a work, Father God. You are molding them for purpose, God, and then when time has come, Father God, when the potter's wheel has stopped spinning, God, when they've gone through the refiner's fire, Father God, when the cocoon cracks, Father God, and the butterfly come forth, Father God, the metamorphosis has taken place, Father God, may they fly high, Father God, May they soar, Father God, as high as an eagle, Father God. May they have the courage of a lion, Father God, but the humility of the lamb. And God, we bless your holy name, God, for the work that you're doing. We give your name all the praise, all the honor, and all the glories in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank you once again for tuning into this very special episode of the Leaders Lab podcast. Our prayer is that that prayer lifts you and carries you through every storm that you may encounter. Ladies and gentlemen, let us know in the comment section below, like what were your takeaways? What were your primary takeaways? Um, give these wonderful women a shout out as well. And uh, make sure you also follow them and connect with them on social media. Listen, it's been my pleasure to bring this episode of the Leaders Lab podcast to you. We are screaming from the top of our lungs, happy Valentine's Day. Make sure you show love, not just to the people around you, but show love to yourself. Be good to yourself on this holiday and every day that follows. And don't forget that you connect with me on social media. Everywhere is at Dr. Charity TV. And on Facebook, it is at Dr. Charity TV page. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you guys next week in the lab. Thank you for listening to the Leaders Lab podcast. Visit our website at www.drcharitytv.com and follow us on all social media platforms with at Dr. Charity TV.